It's time. We are not called to be nice. Sandy Rios, welcome, Sandy. Thanks for being here. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. You and you still like me, or you, or you don't like me, James? Are you okay? You're all right. <laughs> I'm a musician. I can't help it. Uh, longtime Fox News contributor Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. We have, I think it's four to one youth in America wants gay marriage. Our kids are the product of public schools. No wonder they poll the way they do. It's time to stand up or we're going to lose everything we have. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. This isn't a game. This is real life. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. Some things are worth fighting for. the army and now we move to the navy stand tall shoulders back and salute here we go One of the most unsung uh, areas of military service is the Coast Guard, but here's their theme song, Stand Tall, Coast Guardians. Be back in a minute. knows this next song because this is the Air Force. Here we go into the wild blue yonder. Let's listen. But not least, the Corps that just celebrated their 246th year of existence, the Marine Corps. Here, they, here it is.
Coast Guard, Air Force, Marine Corps, thank you, thank you, thank you for all of your years of service, your selfless service to this country. And I think of my own father, who was a World War II veteran, an engineer in the Patton's Third Army. I think of my father-in-law, uh, who was decorated for the injuries that he received in World War II. I think of my other father-in-law, because, yes, I am a divorced person who served in Vietnam twice and World War II once. I think of my first husband, who served in the military during the time of Vietnam. I think of my own husband, who was not military but FBI, who served faithfully his country. That's the stuff from which I come. And uh, I am so proud and grateful to each and every one of you who have, have taken on the, um, the, the country's logo, uniform, saluted to the flag, and served your country selflessly. God bless each and every one of you. And this is a couple of editorial remarks I want to make before we move on to all the other things happening. Do not, do not let the left or the way the, the Biden administration is messing with the military uh, the way he, the people he's appointed are messing with the military, the horrible things that are happening with the vaccines, uh, the injustices. Do not let them rob you of the pride that you should have in your service. And I want to say this. I know that, there. listen, I am well aware that the suicide rates are up. I cannot bear what they are doing. To our veterans, I cannot bear what they're doing enforcing these vaccines. I cannot bear it. You know that. But let me just say this to all of you. This is a deep thing. And hear me when I say that any time you do what is right, what God has called you to do, where you have operated in good faith and honesty and done your best, there will always be honor in that because we serve at the behest of something much greater than a president, a commander-in-chief, a military general. We serve for a living God who is the one that we answer for. We work as unto him. We have an audience of one. And so do not be ashamed of your service and do not let them rob you of uh, all the, whether they take your medals or disgrace you here on earth. God knows the truth. You stand tall. You know, I think of it as something like, you know, if you endured uh, lots of infidelities in a marriage, are you, should you have then gotten divorced earlier? Should you have been angrier? Should you have hired a private detective? You know, should uh, if you were faithfully enduring that, is there shame in that? Really? You know, God, we cannot control the behavior of people around us. We can't control it if we had parents who mistreated us. And if we were an honorable son or a, an honorable daughter to a, an, a, a wicked, uh, cruel parent, does that diminish us in any way? No. We do what's right. We can only control what we are responsible for. We cannot control the actions of people in our families. We cannot control the actions of people in our government. I mean, we can do something, of course. You know I'm speaking in broad terms. But we really can't. But what we can control is how we respond. So for each and every one of you who have served faithfully, put on the uniform, signed up after 9-11, you know, endured great hardship, maybe lost limbs. Maybe some of you are widows or widowers from the loss. Do not be ashamed and do not be filled with regret because our Heavenly Father knows what you have done. And He is the one who ultimately will be the rewarder of men's deeds and uh, motives and their hearts. And so please, and I would not, by the way, want to be in the shoes 
of those who are in authority right now who are maliciously and wickedly uh, disregarding all that we've just been talking about. I wouldn't want to be in their shoes because they too answer to that one entity that I've just been talking about, which is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So, hey, happy Veterans Day. And if you can, enjoy it. <laughs> Celebrate your loved ones who've served. And uh, let's make this a happy day for them, a day where they can maybe focus on the things that are real, which is their faithful service. That's real. Uh, what's happening in the world right now is real too, but it's not. It's also some sort of weird fantasy. They want to take us into this uh, land of um, where good is bad and bad is uh, and bad is good. I mean, it's just the world upside down. Don't let them do that. Uh, you keep your head on straight and your shoulders squared, and you remember uh, what you did for your country. And we are so grateful. All right. Well, things are turned upside down, and uh, just to give you a, 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 an idea of that, Kyle Rittenhouse. You've, I'm sure you've heard this by now, but I want we have to spend a little bit of time on this. This is a very important case. He, he was his attorneys, his defense attorneys called him to the stand yesterday, uh, and um, you'd probably know that he broke down. Seventeen, he's now eighteen years old, as he describes uh, how three men were surrounding him, trying to kill him. Uh, and as he tells the story, it's his first chance to speak since this happened. What a year and a half ago, maybe two years now. So I want you to hear Kyle as he tried to tell his story. Let's listen to clip one. And you walking, and then I noticed the Duramax. I notice a flame in the back seat of the Duramax, and I stepped, I stepped towards the Duramax, and um, as I'm stepping forward, I believe his name is now Joshua Zeminski. He steps towards me with a pistol in his hand, and. As um, as I'm walking, as I as I'm walking towards to put out the fire, I drop the fire extinguisher and I, I take a step back. Okay. When you step back from Mr. Zeminski, what's your plan? My plan is to get out of that situation and go back north down Sheridan Road to where um, the car source lot number two was. And did you get? back? Were you able to go in a northerly direction? I, I wasn't. Describe what happened. I, once I take that step back, I look over my shoulder and Mr. Rosenbaum, Mr. Rosenbaum was now running from my right side. Um, and I was cornered from in front of me with Mr. Zeminski and there were <laughs> there were people right there. The judge uh, gives him uh, give him ten minutes, and that was uh, there's more to that, but you you get the idea. It was just a very gripping, and and on all the time you're watching the courtroom, they're showing his mother who has oh my goodness, I've been watching this now for months. His mother has tried so desperately to get help from him. You may may or may not remember that I think there was a there were two a fireman and a policeman 
not sure which states they were from, but they both donated to Kyle Rittenhouse's uh, defense, and they were one was fired, completely fired, because he donated to defend Kyle Rittenhouse. One of the reasons is because the media have been like rabid dogs. And if you don't believe me, listen to clip five. Let's listen. During the evening, was clip there five, any friction please. between your Kenosha shooter, Kyle Rittenhouse, he murdered two people, by the way. Rittenhouse is basically what you would have had in a school shooter. He's a 17-year-old kid. He shouldn't have had a gun. He crossed state lines to supposedly protect property. No, he was going out to shoot people. Kyle Rittenhouse, the 17-year-old vigilante. Kyle Rittenhouse, a vigilante. Kyle Rittenhouse, the armed teenage vigilante. A 17-year-old vigilante, arguably a domestic terrorist, picked up a rifle, drove to a different state to shoot people. Kyle Rittenhouse, a guy who's deeply racist, went with weapons to a Black Lives Matter protest, looking to get in trouble. He did. He murdered a couple of people. Rittenhouse, uh, the 17-year-old kid, just running around, shooting and killing protesters. You All see right, I'm going to say it goes on and on. It goes on for like two minutes. I, that's enough. But you, you can understand. Uh, LeBron James, by the way, yesterday after watching the testimony, it tweeted, I didn't, I didn't see one. Man, knock it off. That boy ate some lemon heads before walking into court, that from LeBron James. Uh, uh, Hakeem Jeffries, who's a ranking Democrat in the House, uh, said, lock up Kyle Rittenhouse and throw away the key. The president of the United States has called Kyle Rittenhouse a white supremacist, of which there is no proof. You know, it could be that when Kyle is finished with all of this, uh, he may be able to sue lots of people and make lots of money. I hope he can. I hope he does. Uh, he was a, wanted to be a policeman. And that's why he trained. That's why he rushed to try to help. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, Antioch, which is the city he's from in Illinois, is just over the border with Wisconsin. It's not that far from Kenosha. And so uh, he had friends in Kenosha, and that's why we, he went over there. They make it sound like you know he drove for hours from another state just so he could kill people. And that's just a twisted, twisted version of the whole thing. Um, there are a couple of other. So uh, the judge got furious with the prosecution yesterday. And I'm not even going to explain the procedure. If you want to know more, you know, we'll need a longer format. But I want you to hear what happened when the judge got mad. This is clip four. I denied it, or I indicated a bias towards denial is what I did. Held it open with a bias towards denial. Why would you think that that made it okay for you without any advance notice to bring this matter before the jury? You are already, you were, I, I was... A, astonished when you began your examination by commenting on the defendant's post-arrest silence. That's basic law. It's been basic law in this country for 40 years, 50 years. I have no idea why you would do something like that. And it gives, um, uh, well, I'll, I'll leave it at that. So I don't know what you're up to. May I respond? Yes. We filed another acts motion on this exact issue because... In my mind, you and know I what? I'm not going to. He goes into the weeds is. here, and I'm what he's talking in part. What the judge is talking about, um, Judge Bruce, something uh, was that the fact that for that long-term decades of law, he's talking about uh, your right to remain silent after you've been accused. That's practice, and uh, the, the attorney had accused Kyle as though that was wrong, or he had something to hide, and uh, that was just part of what the, the judge was furious, and the defense is calling for uh, a mistrial. And a mistrial in a situation where they, he cannot be tried again. It's Judge Bruce Schroeder. By the way, Adam, were you able to get that clip that I gave you last minute? 
Okay. Uh, yesterday during the trial, uh, well, at least sometime this week during the trial, Bruce Schroeder, the judge, his uh, phone rang. And I want you to hear what happened and then uh, explain to you what's happening as a result of that. Let's listen. The actions that I had talked about. All right. So uh, that's someone who created that little clip. But that was uh, the song that was playing on uh, Judge Bruce Schroeder's phone. He is a Democrat appointed by a Democrat, and uh, so now the left, now that they heard that little song, uh, Proud to be an American, on the judge's phone, now they want him removed from the bench. So, uh, you know, because you can't be patriotic and be a judge, right? We all know this. And so um, let me just play one last thing here. Kyle then gets his composure, and he tries to explain what happened to him. This is clip two. During the evening, was there any friction between your group and protesters slash rioters? Uh, no. Um, the only type of conflict, uh, stuff that happened was the person that attacked me first threatened to kill me twice. Okay. And the person who threatened to kill you, we now know, was Mr. Rosenbaum, correct? Yes. Before August 25th of 2020, had you ever seen him before? I did not. Had you ever done anything to upset him? No. Now, you said he threatened to kill you twice. Yes. Describe the first time. The first time was me and Ryan Bolt were a little bit north, towards the north corner of 59th and Sheridan, and Mr. Rosenbaum was walking with a steel chain, and he had a blue mask around his face, and um, he was just mad about something. Me and me and Mr. Balch were asking people if they needed medical help, and then he screamed, "If sorry for my language," he screamed, "If I catch any of you f- alone, I'm going to f- kill you." And that was directed at you and Mr. Balch. It, it, it was directed at both of us, what I believe. And there was a second occasion where he threatened you. Yes. Um, the second time was outside of the car source. Um, and I, I don't think, I don't know if it was directed towards me, but I heard it. He said to, I believe it was Joanne Fiedler, Dustin Colette, and uh, another guy. He's, he was screaming. He said, I'm going to cut your hearts out and kill, I'm not going to repeat the second word, but kill you and words. So that was Kyle after he composed himself talking about what happened. He did shoot and kill two people that night. One was Rosenbaum. Rosenbaum has been convicted of ch- raping a child. Uh, he has a violent past, and he's the one that was walking along saying he's going to cut their, uh, I think, hearts out is what he said. And that's the one who came after Kyle, and that's one of the ones he shot. Anthony Huber came after him with a skateboard, beat him over the head with a skateboard. There was a third guy who kicked Kyle in the head who actually disappeared. We don't know who that is. And there was another guy who shot, uh, had a gun that he was going to shoot Kyle. That's one of the persons that he mentions, whose name I can't recall, but he did not get shot. He also disappeared. We don't know where he's gone. And so um, 
that's that, and then the other one was uh, Gage Gross Courts, I think his name is, uh, who testified. We played that. Uh, he had his his bicep was shot by Kyle. He had a gun, was pointing at him, was going to shoot Kyle in the head. So that's the case. Most people are saying, rational people are saying that the the assistant district attorney Thomas Binger is just either uh, they cannot believe how he had conducted himself. He really angered the judge, and that, I just played a tiny bit of that. And so um, Scott Adams says the prosecutor needs to be taken away in handcuffs. We are watching serious crime right in front of us. And um, another person reminds us, Mike Cernovich, that a jury duty, remember these lessons. You simply cannot trust government testimony anymore. All right, there's a lot of lessons to be learned from this, and we'll watch and see what happens with Kyle Rittenhouse. Sandy Rios in the morning on AFR Talk. The church is growing big time in Latin America, and here's why. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International. If you follow groups like Barna who measure church growth in America, they'll tell you it's somewhat stunted. In fact, it may have even dipped here in America. But it prompts you to look at where is it growing around the world. It's in places like Latin America because people are willing to suffer for the gospel. Let me tell you about a church outside of Caracas, Venezuela. They are rescuing women who are kidnapped and forced into prostitution by the drug cartel. They're serious about this. In fact, one of the members was killed by the cartel. His corpse pulled behind a truck to make an example to other Christians to stay out of the way to the cartel. But I can tell you this church is focused on what they believe God has called them to. And they have led more than a hundred women, former prostitutes to faith in Christ. And these women are needing Bibles because they're non-existent in that part of Venezuela. Please, at $5 a Bible, make your most generous gift by calling 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD or give at sendbiblesnow.org. That's sendbiblesnow.org. This is Franklin Graham, and I've got an idea for Christmas, and that is to fill a shoebox for a child somewhere in the third world. These children live in poverty, and what I'm asking you to do is just take a shoebox and fill it with items for a child, put toys, school supplies, and then we give these boxes out, and we do this in Jesus' name. And put your picture in there. Put your address in there. Maybe the kids can write you back, but we need you to be a part of it. God bless you. Thank you so very much. Visit SamaritansPurse.org slash OCC to get involved. Send joy to a child in need with Operation Christmas Child. Simply pack a shoebox with fun toys, school supplies, and hygiene items. Then bring it to a drop-off location during National Collection Week, November 15th through the 22nd. You can also build a shoebox online. The best part is the good news of Jesus Christ is shared alongside your gift. And each child is given the opportunity to participate in a life-changing discipleship program. Visit SamaritansPurse.org slash OCC to learn more. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. Are you looking for a university that provides a quality Christian education with excellent academic and athletic programs? Well, I want to invite you to visit Liberty University, where they offer multiple visiting opportunities to fit your schedule. Plan a visit to their Central Virginia campus and stay for an afternoon, a day, or an entire weekend. You can also take a virtual tour from the comfort of your own home. Plan your visit today by texting "Go Visit" to the number 49596. Again, that's "Go Visit" to the number 49596. Parents will no longer be allowed access to public libraries in Loudoun County, Virginia schools. Stacy Langton tells the Washington Examiner that one principal is barring parents after she checked out All Boys Aren't Blue, one of several books she says contains child pornography and pedophilia. Now, educators got rid of Dr. Seuss and Little House on the Prairie, replaced them with material that would make even sailors blush. 
Many of the books available for kids contain pornographic material. In several instances, parents were ordered to stop reading excerpts at school board meetings. They were told the material was inappropriate for adults. Now, I would love to be able to read excerpts to you on the radio, but FCC regulations prevent me from doing that. It's against the law. I could face thousands of dollars in fines. And yet, school leaders want to let our children be exposed to that sort of pornographic smut. I'm Todd Stearns. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. Everything can pay this much for a gallon of gas. In some parts of California, they're paying four dollars fifty cents a gallon. Yeah, yeah. Can you believe that? Can you believe you're paying so much for gasoline? You know, he's surprised, and you know, I'm sure he never fills up his tank, but he is responsible. In fact, they're talking about. Uh, even reducing the output of en- energy even further. They did the, they did away with the pipeline. Uh, they are stopping refineries. And if you think they're not serious as death about what they're trying to do in terms of your ability to drive your car uh, that's a gasoline fuel, listen to John Kerry. He said this uh, just a few days ago at the conference in uh, Glasgow, Scotland, clip seven. By 2030 in the United States, we won't have coal. We will not have coal plants. By 2035, President Biden has set a target that we will be, in our power sector, carbon-free. Yeah, carbon-free by 2030. No coal plants. So no car. You know. So I'm not sure how you're going to heat your houses. Those of you who are in the Northeast and you, uh, you depend on um, oil of, to to heat your homes. I'm not sure if they've thought about that. But the most important thing is that there'll be no coal plants, that is their goal. And and as, as a matter of fact, but the Biden nominee for comptroller of the currency of the Treasury Department had some interesting, interesting things to say. She's got great plans for you, too. Sole Omorovo, let's listen. Clip 10. For certain uh, troubled industries and firms that are in transitioning. And here what I'm thinking about is primarily coal industry and oil and gas industry. A lot of the smaller players in that industry are uh, going to probably... Uh, go bankrupt in, in, in short order. At least we want them to go bankrupt if we want to tackle climate change, right? So they, uh, the solar players are going to go bankrupt, and we want them to go bankrupt. And so that's uh, um, President Biden's pick for the comptroller of currency at Treasury. Turns out she is, let's see, let me think, she's Soviet-trained. She is a communist. Uh, they have scrubbed some of her writings, but she is an out-and-out communist and so some people are scratching their heads saying, oh, gee, maybe we should not confirm her. What do you think? But I have to tell you, the bad news is that the Republicans in the Senate have been very happily confirming left and right people like Sole Omarova. doesn't seem to stir them up too much. I could give you, I, maybe we can do a whole show on that, but uh, they, the Biden nominees have gotten through handily, unlike the Trump nominees that Mitch McConnell held up for months and some years. Yeah, if you can figure that out, well, I have my own opinions, <clears throat> and they're not good ones. Okay, so that's what's happening with our energy, and uh, we're in trouble uh, because winter is approaching, and they don't care. And keep in mind, this is about control. It is not that they don't get it. Trust me, they get it. And they will have ways to get around, and they will be able to fly. John Kerry, remember, was flying all over the world. He was confronted about that. He said, well, I have important work to do. I I have to be able to fly. I can't be like the rest of you who can't do that anymore because it would cost too much fuel. 
Yeah, so uh, they have a plan, and it's a pretty ugly plan. I want to go back. Um, we've gotten lots of wonderful email from uh, people. Look, that's even the wrong choice of words. We have gotten some wonderful email, but really thoughtful pieces, and in many cases, heartbreaking. And so I want to take a second to just sort of give you some idea of the kind of people that are listening with you each morning. This is from, um, let's see, I'm just going to use his, uh, what am I going to do? Yeah, I'm going to call him Michael. He says, I'm a federal employee working at the Department of Veterans Affairs. Uh, I will be facing disciplinary action soon by my employer due to President's, uh, President Executive Order 14043, mandating the vaccine shot. I refuse to get the vaccine for many reasons, and he goes through a lot of you know reasons that we've talked about, his religious beliefs. Uh, he says that the government is outside, it, this is outside their power and authority to mandate what goes into my body. And if the vaccine is okay, where does this stop? He said he's had COVID, he has antibodies. Uh, and he said, even if you're vaccinated, you can die uh, as a, you know, General Powell's an example of that. So all common sense, but it doesn't matter. He says, I am a medically retired Army combat medic. I did not join or swear an oath, an oath I still abide by and uphold, only to see our freedom so callously stripped. I'm the only source of income for my family as my wife is a stay-at-home mother who was also the teacher of our five children who were homeschooled. When I lose my job in the next month or so, I do not know what to do. I'll be losing federal employment due to vaccine status, although there is an exemption website to report medical and religious exemptions. There is currently no way to upload or verify religious exemption letters or statements. You know, uh, this is not him, me saying. They have their ways, don't they? They have their ways. Uh, They talk a good game, but they don't mean it. Uh, There are no exemptions, at least uh, we found out that yesterday for Navy SEALs. No religious exemptions, no exemptions at all. That's why First Liberty is filing lawsuit on their behalf. Anyway, he says, I I will refuse the vaccine because I have underlying heart conditions. And um, we all know that I just told you yesterday that even the CDC's research is showing that the chances of (coughs) the harms... So sorry, my allergies. This, the harms to the heart are less than, it seems, the harms of the vaccine. Uh, that's what the study seems to be showing. And we all know that. We were learning it left and right. But that doesn't matter either. Still, they're forcing our military to get this vaccine. And that's what Michael's talking about here. He says, um, they will not, though. The VA cardiology and private physicians, in spite of his heart problems, will not approve a medical exemption. He said, I need help. Michael, I wish I could, I wish I could just jump through the air and just somehow save you from this and all the other people that are writing me. I I don't have, but this is what, this is the help I can give. Michael Berry at First Liberty, he's all about this. He's working with military people left and right and trying to get some things done. And there are some lawsuits. Uh, there also are some pieces of legislation making their way through the Senate. I don't think there's anything in the House yet, but we're working on that. But contact First Liberty, First Liberty, and uh, tell them I sent you, Michael, and tell them that you need some help. And I, and so that's, that's the best help I can give you today. Uh, this is from um, Arcalio. He says, my wife works for the Army as a civilian. 
She submitted a religious exemption request, and her supervisor sent her his, this guideline back, and he attached a copy to me. At this point, we feel like they want my wife to get vaccinated no matter what. Please advise. Archelio, I cannot. Um, I do, It's way above my pay grade or my rank as just a person. I'm assuming you're a Christian if you listen to the show. I'm a follower of the Lord Jesus there are some things he makes clear to me, and there are some things that I just don't know. I could not possibly tell you what to do. I can't tell you to, you know, to, you. this is a terrible, it's like a Sophie's choice, and I can't make that for you. Um, so I would say First Liberty. I would, again, I would contact First Liberty and see if they can give you any kind of advice. Uh, that's, the, that's the best uh, information that I have for you. There are other uh, law firms that are doing, uh, you know, defending. But I think First Liberty is the one concentrating on military. And this is from um, Tina. This is related to military issues. She says, you can bet there is no vaccination mandate for Chinese, for the Chinese military. Their military will be healthy and fighting ready to conquer the world, especially the United States. I think Tina's right, absolutely right. They are gearing up for battle strength. They're actually enhancing uh by um, chemicals or DNA or some kind of uh, research, enhancing the strength, enhancing the strength of their sh- soldiers and their fighting capability. Yeah, they're getting ready. Uh, they're not weakening their military. What do you think? If you were going to uh, destroy this country, what would you do? Would you like maybe weaken our military? Would you do that? Would you harm our soldiers? Would you create dissension? Would you? You know, they talk about this big uh, statement yesterday that I read when I was interviewing Michael about a, a, an official with the Navy claiming that this will make people more deployable and they have to be ready, you know, for battle. And that's why they need the vaccine. And uh, my husband pointed out, well, so then why is it they are allowing transgendered soldiers to come in, letting them receive hormones, uh, courtesy of your tax dollars, go through all these surgeries? Do you think for a minute they are deployable when this is happening? And this goes on for months. No, I think not. So just another hypocrisy. This is a nurse who works for the Army. She says, I'm faced with being fired or not getting the vaccine. Uh, she said, uh, they're discarding COVID tests on vaccinated patients in the ICU. She is a nurse, so she knows this. They're not even testing them. And she said, there's a rash known as COVID rash after the vaccine. I didn't know about that. And she said, um, some of her friends are taking ivermectin, and both parents are physicians. One is a pulmonologist. So, Melissa... I don't know what to say, except thanks for that information. They say actions speak louder than words. Here at the American Family Association, we take that to heart. AFA Action is here to inform and help you get involved in cultural and moral issues. You can also sign up for our AFA Action Alert, which will inform you about these issues every week by email. To sign up and for more information, visit us at afaaction.net. Why are you still sitting there? If you want change, it starts with you. Grumbling about Christmas coming too early? I get it. But when it comes to anticipating Jesus, it helps to follow the wise men's lead and get an early start. I'm Charles Morris. I want to invite you to journey through scriptures with me this week as we hear echoes of Jesus in a Haven Today series called The Living Nativity. Haven Today, weekday mornings at 430 Central on American Family Radio. Listen online at AFR.net. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion. 
My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Merriam-Webster's Dictionary defines socialism as an economic system in which the means of production are owned and controlled by the state. The distribution of goods are controlled by the state. It is a system where there is no private property. A stage of society, in Marxist theory, transitional between capitalism and communism. American socialists put the descriptor democratic in front of socialism because they hope to persuade you to vote for the elimination of private property. Make no mistake, socialism is socialism. There is no kinder, gentler form of it. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. Discuss my options for abortion. After a series of health issues, this mom felt abortion was the only answer. Was still borderline thinking abortion until the little part at the bottom of the ultrasound started moving, and we realized there were two, and I knew then. The Ministry of Preborn is there for moms in crisis, offering free ultrasounds and the gospel in action. At just 11 weeks old, these twins cried out for life through ultrasound. Just seeing that, I said, I can't. I can't. The ultrasound will seal the deal. Preborn clinics are the largest providers of free ultrasounds in the USA, introducing moms to their preborn babies and helping them choose life. To find out more, go to preborn.com. That's preborn.com. Or dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 and say, baby, your love can save a life. This is Frank Effney with the Secure Freedom Minute. President Biden will go through the motions today of honoring those who have sacrificed to defend this country and its constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Regrettably, his words and actions this Veterans Day will ring hollow since his administration has done unprecedented damage to the legacy and present condition of our servicemen and women. Consider, for example, Joe Biden's humiliating surrender in Afghanistan, his radical, racist, and anti-American indoctrination of the U.S. military, and purging of warriors who reject it. Biden's punishing of troops who declined to obey a reckless COVID-19 vaccination mandate, his enabling of enemies like communist China, and his gutting of U.S. nuclear and other defense policies and programs. Those who love our country and cherish the freedoms secured by our veterans, whether deceased, surviving, or incipient, authentically honor and revere them. Sadly, Team Biden does not. This is Frank Gaffney. Don't forget to connect with Sandy Rios in the morning on Facebook or email Sandy at Sandy at AFR.net. That's Sandy at AFR.net. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. Okay, my friends, this is when it gets complicated. I have a lot to tell you. We have a lot more email I want to get to, and I have a lot of uh, different stories I'd like to get to you, so I'm trying to narrow them down, and uh, I'm going to give you some hope here. There's a senior National Institutes for Health doctor who is pushing back on these mandates. His name is Mimoli. He told Dr. Fauci in a July 30th email that he believes the way we are using the vaccines is wrong, and he added that the mandate vaccine, mandated vaccines are extraordinarily problematic. Um, uh, so uh, anyway, so that that's pr- encouraging that a senior National Institutes for Health doctor is pushing back. I think they're going to have a hearing and he'll be speaking. Also, let me give you kind of a tool. If you go for, to Americans for Limited Government, Americans for Limited Government, 
This has to do with uh, those of you that are employed by companies who have more than 100 employees. You know, the Biden administration uh, has told companies they should ignore uh, the Fifth Circuit's stay of the mandate, this mandate that says people that have more than 100 employees must have them all vaccinated by a certain date. And so President Biden is basically saying, uh, no, no, don't listen to them, not so much, which is completely lawless. And there's a, a remedy for that. If you go to Americans for Limited Government, they have uh, a way to contact the executives of some of these major companies like Walmart and Delta, Home Depot, lots of them. Uh, and they're, basically the message is tell them that they must follow the law. They must ignore Biden's order and they must not fire anyone who chooses not to be vaccinated. And so if you go to Americans for a Limited Government, that's where you can find that, and I hope that you'll do that. Also, there are uh, 10 states now that are suing the federal government uh, to try to block President Joe Biden's uh, COVID-19 vaccine demand for health care workers. So that's different. Uh, the, in fact, there's a big billboard, bill, billboard. <laughs> the word bullied is on it, so it's a billboard with bullied on it. Don't be bullied. Uh, and talks about how many deaths there have been reported after the vaccination. Make an informed decision, realrisks.org, realrisks.org. So 10 states are suing the federal government. They did it just yesterday, yesterday, yes, to try and block President Biden's vaccine demand for health care workers. That'll be good news for a lot of you because I know many of you have contacted me. You know, in fact, I'll probably read some of these. Let me ju- Let me jump to those quickly here. This will not be in any particular order, so forgive me. This is from Jock. He says, I'm an American truck driver, but first, a follower of Christ. Our Father in heaven is in control, also giving his children great revelation of today's time and to come with proficiency and wisdom. We find peace in him alone. In regards to the trucker shortage, it's a lie. It's the shippers and receivers that are holding the supply chain. It's to get control of the industry so that they can slow the truckers down. And he said, these are political agendas that need to be addressed. And he said, soon science will confirm God and truth in the days to come. Jock, I could just tell, even though that's simple and short, I can tell that as you're driving your truck, you are learning and worshiping. You're having some time to think that many people don't have uh, because of their busy lives and because they, they're not sitting driving, listening to great things. And I'm guessing you are. And so thank you for that wisdom. I'm going to read it again. He says, Our Father in heaven is in control, giving his children great revelation of today's time and to come with proficiency and wisdom. We find peace in him alone. It's just profound wisdom, and I just thank you for that, Jock. God bless you. And uh, this, is, um, or this is from Robert. He says, About six weeks ago, my daughter, son-in-law, and grandchildren, who are six and seven, were diagnosed with covid Other than a mild headache, a low-grade temperature, and very mild nausea, they had no other issues. My daughter is a nurse. She took ivermectin, zinc, vitamin D, aspirin, and Z-pack, as well as her husband doing the same. That being said, the children took nothing, and their symptoms lasted about 72 hours. We live in a rural area of Arkansas, and our local hospital announced that they will be firing staff who are not vaccinated by December 1st. The excuse is based on the federal government refusing to subsidize hospitals with CMS payments for Medicare and Medicaid. That's what they're doing all over the country. You will not get federal funding if you don't make your employees be vaccinated. And that's how they're forcing hospitals and other entities that are smaller to do this. And some are just willingly going right along with it, I might add. 
He said the stats at their hospital are 82, excuse me, 82 of their staff have been jabbed and 120 refused to get the shot. It's an absolute tragedy. It is an absolute tragedy. And I thank you for telling us that so we can be equipped with, with facts and information. And here's from Robert. Robert says, our postmaster told me in a meeting last night that postal workers have not yet been mandated to be vaccinated. And then tongue-in-cheek, he says, I guess they need them to remain healthy so the smooth, efficient flow of fraudulent ballots can proficiently move through the USPS system during this election cycle. Probably so, actually. Dark humor, but probably true. Yeah, what explains that? It's just wrong. Okay, I could talk about all of this stuff, but I want to get to more of your comments. This is from Sheila. This is just heartbreaking to me. I'm overwhelmed today as both of the hospitals I work for have said that they will be required to have all employees receive their first vaccine by December 5th or lose Medicare Medicaid funding. How is this happening? I am vaccinated, but many of my friends, my best friend and my mom, will all have to quit or be fired. Our medical care is going to suffer so much due to the government, Biden being allowed to do this. What can we do? Is it too late? And uh, he said, she said, uh, the requirements for exemption are ridiculous, and my best friend was denied. Sheila, I don't, the only thing, I just told you that 10 states are suing the federal government over these mandates in hospitals. So that's something to give you hope, I hope. Um, and I do think uh, when we talk about people, you know, there's this walkout this week. A lot of people are just not going to work and protest. Uh, there is strength in numbers, no question about it. Part of the reason that totalitarians get control is because they frighten people into, co- uh, into uh, just bowing the knee and going along. And it, it, they make it sound like, in fact, I'm sure if you really knew, the numbers and percentages of people that have been vaccinated are not nearly as high as they tell us because that's their way of coercing you, making you think, oh, I might as well give up because everyone's doing it. I don't think everyone is doing it. Uh, This is a case of personal, you have to make a personal determination about what you're going to do, and you have to stand fast. That's all I can say. That's really all I can say. Uh, So many things are out of control. Meanwhile, we're trying, we're trying to get Congress to step up to the plate, They're, they should they should be ashamed. I'm so angry with them for not stepping in and helping our military. I'm so angry with them. I can't even tell you. It's so, you know, no, we can't mess with that. We'll worry about other things. I know they're trying right now to stop fun, the funding of mandates in this upcoming uh, spending bill that's going to be have to be passed at, like, either a short-term spending bill or something like that before this big, horrible trillions and trillions of dollars a bill is, is spent. But they're not, their heart's not in. What do you think Mitch McConnell's doing? Do you think he's really concentrating on that? Really? I know he is not. I don't think he could care less. As long as he and his wife have their millions from their Chinese investments, I'm really, I'm bitter about that. I am. I just, I just, how did we get in this place? How did we allow these people to be in place for so long? If there's anything we can do, it's get these people out of office while we still can. That's our only hope. And we do have hope with that. Virginia showed us that we can actually have an election where good people can win. And they did that because they filled the polls with workers, hired workers. They flooded the place so that they made sure that things were operating fairly. Uh, It's been observed that if they'd done that in New Jersey, there might have been a different outcome in the governor's race. By the way, that truck driver that beat the, I think the uh, speaker of the 
House or the Senate leader in New Jersey, he's prevailing. The trucker prevailed. He'd never run for office. I think he spent $159 on his race because nobody was paying attention at that race. They never saw that coming, but that's what happened. So be encouraged. Be encouraged. There is a midterm election coming up, and in your state, you need to be volunteering to work in the polls. No, I don't mean that. You need to be hired. Short of that, volunteer, but volunteers have no say. Paid people have a say. They're inside. They see what's going on. And so we need to flood those polls and make sure that, and then those of you that can't do that, make sure you vote and that everyone you know votes. We have to flood, 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 flood uh, the the, the uh, place with legitimate ba- ballots for good people. This is, um, this is a sweet one. This is from Tara. It's personal to me, but I thought you could use a little mental break as I could too. She said, I wrote to you years ago about my son who took out his earbuds because he wanted to listen to Sandy. He was a young teenager at the time. We listened to you every morning on the commute, commute to school for years. Fast forward, he's now 21 and a senior in college. We have this special bond. He randomly sends me political podcasts that we can later discuss based on our biblical worldview. And he often asks me, Mom, did you listen to Sandy this morning? This bond keeps me connected to my now adult son. I cannot express how special these moments are to me. Thank you for your influence on him and for getting up every morning to bring the news we can trust from a Christian spirit-filled perspective. My second son is now 13. We listen to you every single morning. I have this sneaking suspicion I may have a similar story for you in a few more years. Um, Tara, that's just the kindest thing. Thank you. And it's encouraging to all of us. And just to, to see that our kids, this is our next generation, are tuned in and that they care. And could I just say hi to both of your boys this morning? You guys, I, I so appreciate that. It's such an honor because you could be doing a lot of other fun things at your age. And I just think it, it says a lot about you, and it certainly is an honor to me. So thank you for that. Okay, this is from, um, yeah, this is from Sean. My wife and I were recently exposed to COVID, so I called my doctor to find out if I could get ivermectin. I've forgotten where Sean is. So she was. he was put on hold. I'm going to have to tell this a little more truncated than he wrote it. He was put on hold, and then the doctor came, the nurse came back and said, the doctor said, no pharmacy will fill it. And he countered with, yes, it will. Walgreens will. So he was put on hold again, and she came back, and the doctor said, uh, the state has mandated that ivermectin could not be prescribed, and she, he said that's not true. And then he got put hold, on hold again, uh, and they told him they would call him back the next day. They never called back, and then he received a letter from the, this is Coshocton, Ohio, yes, Coshocton, Ohio. It's the Coshocton family physicians. He got a letter from them stating that they will no longer care for him or any of his family members. So, um, but he was talking about he was able to get a, a prescription of ivermectin from one of the websites that we had suggested. And so, Sean, thank you for writing me. I'm sorry. This is, the, this is the way it is right now, isn't it? It's a battle for each and every one of us, and we have to kind of step up to the plate and take care of ourselves and our own. This is, um, oh, I meant to get to, I want to get to this. I want to go to, to um, January 6th because there have been a lot of updates that I have not been able to get to. The prosecutors are now seeking four years in prison for the QAnon shaman, the guy in the fur hat with the horns, they actually are calling him the leader. He was obviously the leader, and so he has to pay this horrible price. They're asking for more than four years. Uh, so 
and by the way, hang on just one second. He, he was, you know what he's charged with? Nonviolent trespassing. He hasn't, he didn't break any law. Nonviolent trespassing. And he actually pleaded guilty to one, one really minor charge. And now he's getting over four years in prison. Plus he's been in jail, I believe, since last January. And so Glenn Greenwald wrote this, four years requested for the Q, Q shaman on charges that basically is nonviolent trespassing. That's the point. Nobody who is remotely an advocate of criminal justice reform could support this, but he has the bad ideology. So the dungeon to the dungeon, he goes. And um, so then there's uh, okay. So this is from Marie. Marie. Marie is our. She's French. She has a son, Daniel. She's been writing to me and listening to me for years, and we're, we've become friends. Her son is in uh, being held in D.C. incarcerated. Her son is a journalist. And he was there taking, you know, video and writing about January 6th, and he's been in, in, uh, incarcerated ever since. Um, let me read this. If I have time here, let's see. Not really. This is from an attorney. He says, I've practiced criminal defense as an attorney throughout this entire country. I've never seen such a blatant disregard for inmates' rights as I've seen from this D.C. jail. The countless hours I fought through D.C. jail bureaucracy simply to be told how I could forward discovery to my client was nothing more than a veiled attempt to thwart and discourage inmates from receiving the proof of their own cases. And I want to, this is a horrible account. I don't have time to give it all to you, but Marie is very involved in the Patriot Mail Project. She's actually a centerpiece on that. Many of you have been writing. She says there's now a place there that you can view an, an interactive presentation. PatriotMailProject.com. You can also contribute to their uh, legal defense. And so, uh, all right, so that's all we have time for today. I really thank each and every one of you for listening. God bless you. Keep Be strong, okay? Be strong. Sandy Rios in the morning. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.